one week ago, we had a conversation with John Stremsterfer of the Community Foundation for the Land of Lincoln to talk about the Next 10 effort that was unveiled last week, uh, laying out uh, a vision for Springfield's future. And um, while it's easy to be cynical about these things, there are already signs that this effort is different. For one thing, they have already mobilized to put some of the pieces of it into place. One big mobilization involves a number of local organizations and entities all coming together to fund uh, what will become a comprehensive plan to deal with one of the most uh, difficult issues we face here in our community, which is homelessness. Now, the Heartland Continuum of Care is leading this effort with the support of, as I said, uh, government agencies, our local hospitals, other organizations here in the community. To tell us more about it, Josh Sabo is with us, Heartland Continuum of Care. And Josh, thanks for taking the time this afternoon. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Jim. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, as I said, the one thing that says this is really different uh, this time is the fact that you have so many organizations and they're putting money into this already to really come up with an actionable plan to deal with this. How did you get to so many different entities on the same page to try to bring this about? I think in many ways this is a product of, of this being an area of concern for our whole community for quite some time. And it's, it's certainly a, an area of our community where we haven't performed as a community as well as we would we would have liked. And so I think as as we see people struggling with the experience of homelessness, there, there's been this this wellspring of, of desire to see this addressed in a better way. And so um, that, along with uh, just the fact that we have some great resources in our community, you mentioned all the partners who are helping uh, to make this possible. Um, I, I think all of these groups coming to the, ca- the table at the start and really working to create this process to, to really the way we're phrasing it is to create a durable community consensus. We really want to engage as much as the community as we can to, to agree on how we move forward. And so um, I think it's something that's been in, in the works for a long time, in part because we haven't done well as a community, uh, but also in part because as a community, we really have some some great resources to, to help us move forward. Tell me about the consultants that you're working with, why they were chosen, what do they bring to the table in this effort? Right. We put out an RFP in January, and actually the first RFP was put out uh, before the pandemic. And so uh, mid-pandemic, we, we tried to sort of pull this process together. And along the way, uh, we started to reach out to people in the community and say, hey, here's what we're thinking. You know, tell us what you think. And, and really realized that, you know, we had not involved uh, the level of diversity and inclusion as, as really could help us lead to a successful process. And so uh, late last year, we put out another RFP. And as we looked at the proposals, we, we really started to, to try to think outside of the box, really, about what could be possible because of how unique some of those proposals were. Uh, one of the organizations we selected, Homebase, is a, is a nationwide expert. They provide technical assistance um, in addition to doing strategic planning processes for communities across the country. And are they're just, I mean, they're experts at this. Uh, but also we had this local uh, proposal we, that had a lot of strength around both equity and inclusion, uh, but also the local expertise. We know that this has been uh, a difficult issue for our community to agree on what to do next. And so the opportunity to bring in a local consultant uh, to really help us navigate those local challenges alongside these national experts, 
uh, we really felt like that was going to create a strong process for our community. And that company is Lathan Harris. They're actually located here in Springfield, based in, in Ward 3. Uh, Josh Sable's with us, Heartland Continuum of Care. And, and Josh, it seems to me that over the years, we've never had a shortage of ideas. There have been a lot of people uh, who have said, hey, we could try this or we could do this. The challenge has always been, number one, a lack of funding, and number two, resistance from the community, people who would say, well, that's a great idea. I just don't want it in my neighborhood or anywhere near me and, and the things that, that I'm concerned about. How do you overcome that in developing this plan? Right. Yeah, I think, you know, sort of the, I guess the way it's phrased as it pops up in, in communities across the country is the, the not in, in my backyard mentality. It's, it's, it's a common, unfortunately, as it comes to this issue. But, you know, I think I think the way that we move forward is by stepping back and really having a, a holistic strategy, which is something that uh, our community has lacked. I think the last time anything near this scale was tackled uh, was Mayor Davlin's 10-year plan in 2003-2004. And, and so we've really been operating without a strategy that, that, that really is something that the community can get behind. And so I, I think that's where the strength of this this is. I know people don't tend to get really excited about strategic plans, but uh, really what this is is an opportunity for our community to rally around how we can move forward and, and unify around that. And I think that's the way that we begin to really include the community in the process and include the community in, in the solution. And hopefully we can all move forward together from there. One thing that jumped out at me uh, about this uh, process is that you have worked with these consultants not only to produce a strategic plan sometime by the end of the year, but also then to spend the following year on community education and to try to get people really to understand the issue and to uh, accept some of the solutions that are being talked about there. How, uh, How do you expect that to work, particularly when it would seem like some of the people most in need of that education would be among those most resistant to it. Right. I think that's where we're going to benefit from having these firms help us. Um, yeah, I, I think it's really going to have to involve a lot of community dialogue um, and really a lot of looking at what's working in other communities. And I think uh, as it comes to this issue, I think our morale as a community has been pretty low, but we're seeing communities even in the state of Illinois, like Rockford, uh, reaching functional zero and, in effect, solving homelessness. And it, it's possible for us to get there. So I think we we have this, this plan, which builds off some of the things that we're already doing, and, and we create these community conversations. And, and I hope through that we can really gain that consensus. And, um, you know, I think that's going to happen in part through these conversations that, that are a part of this community education plan. One of the real challenges all along with the issue of homelessness is that it's so tied into other very complex issues like mental health and addiction issues. And any one of these things by themselves would be a pretty tall hill to climb, but trying to get a handle on all of them simultaneously just seems very daunting and seems like something that might be beyond the reach of just local agencies that we might need state, maybe even federal assistance to to make that happen. Am I reading that wrong or or is this, you know, the sort of thing where, uh, you know, it's all well and good to have all these local organizations on board, but that may not be enough to really get the sort of uh, approach to all of these different complex issues that's going to be needed? Right. I think as it comes to to state and federal involvement, I mean, really what we need is is their funding. Um, You know, in particular, you're right. These issues are complex when it comes to behavioral health or mental health. And 
the strategy that we've seen work uh, throughout our country really for the last two decades is the housing first strategy. And we've been slow to adopt that. But as we adopt that, I think that's going to, to help pave the way for, for more funding to come into our community from the federal government and other, other opportunities. It's $160,000 for this comprehensive plan spread out among eight different uh, agencies and organizations. But still, that's not an insignificant amount of money. If, if it's just the plan costs that much, do we have any idea what we're looking at in terms of community investment to try to implement solutions? Yeah, we've, we've begun as the continuum to, to develop a short-term strategy, and we've, we've put a couple updates out about that. But, um, you know, really as we think about some of these interventions like rapid rehousing and permanent supportive housing, um, you know, even if we could pull together community resources for, I know it's a lot, $750,000, that would be enough for us to help upwards of 100 people uh, into stable housing. And so, the amount of money needed to make this happen is significant, but it's not insurmountable as a community if we're all agreeing in the direction that we can go. Walk me through again the the timeline for this. When can we expect to see uh, the the plan uh, in its final form and what will happen after that? And what's a realistic goal for seeing some real uh, improvement in the situation? I think the the first three to four months are going to be a lot of community conversations, a lot of community assessment. The, the firms are going, going to be looking at some of our, our, our local data around homelessness and, and then really trying to hear from the community and creating opportunities to do that. Uh, meanwhile, they'll be working with our, our continuum of care or general membership. And so that, that first six months is really uh, how, when we hope to have a draft of the strategic plan. That's something that we can um, look at together, talk about. But Along the way, too, they're going to help us implement as an opportunity for implementation arises. And that's something that's going to happen through the American Rescue Plan. Uh, We've already found out that the Springfield Housing Authority is getting 35 vouchers uh, to help people who are experiencing homelessness. And the city of Springfield later this year is going to get almost $2.4 million through their their home uh, program to address homelessness. And so there's going to be opportunities even in the next six months that, that these consultants can help us navigate in terms of really making a strategic investment of these opportunities that can have a tangible impact quickly. Josh, if people in the community want to be more involved in this effort, have ideas they want to share, want to support it in some way, what's the best way to do so? The two best ways would be through our website, Heartland Continuum of Care, or heartlandcontinuum.com. I should probably get that right. Um, we, we have a page on there that is devoted to the strategic plan, so we're going to be putting updates there as we go. Our Facebook page is the other way that we're going to work really intentionally to, um, to, to keep updates out there. Uh, but also, if people go to our website, they can, they can sign up for our general membership email list, and we're going to be sending out emails to the community through that list as well as this process unfolds. Josh Sabo with the Heartland Continuum of Care, the website heartlandcontinuum.com, correct? Yes, sir. (laughs) 